Investing made easy and cool. I would take all my cash from gigs, from work, from any other hustle, my sort of royalties money, from my book, from my music, whatever, and throw it all into this property with the aims of paying it off as quick as I could because uh, I wanted to get the title deeds into my safe as quick as I can, right? And I really thought this was a smart way of doing it until I realized that it is slowing down my process. It often leaves me without any cash flow because I've thrown it all into this property. So when another opportunity comes to get another property, I'm not able to maneuver because I've used up all my cash flow paying off the one property. That leaves everybody else with access to this property before I can. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. We're into part two of our conversation on the Easy Does It podcast. Mm, mm, mm. Property investing lessons with Proverb. He said so much, which has been interesting in part one. And part two, we talk a little bit about mistakes and so forth. But before we get into mistakes, I want to talk a little bit about risks and costs. You know, we've always been told, Proverb, that just buy property. Don't worry, it'll grow, you'll make money. Don't worry. Which almost, which almost says that you shouldn't worry about risk. And there's risk because you're putting money down. Um, what if, how have you mitigated the risk of losing your money? Because it's, it's, it's a fact. By buying a property doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make money. How have you mitigated your risk? And then what are the costs associated with a property? Because there is a difference between the cost to buy the property and then to keep and to maintain the property is a different cost altogether. So let's talk a little bit about, about risk and cost. All right. So with any sort of uh, investment uh you know there'll always be a degree of risk involved however property i think has been proven to have the least amount of risk so even though you enjoy risk uh you know your exposure is a little bit less than perhaps say buying shares or getting on the jsc or some of the other uh investment uh portfolios right um but i must tell you this though uh you must also factor in that with lower risk also comes you know lower returns so property is is a long-term game you know um and because you're sort of looking after your your investment you know you should be in it for for the long haul i think that's when you get the most out of a property investment so i happen to definitely be in it for the long haul i am you know as i say for me it's about uh legacy and living it for my children as well um but also you know because there's you know gentrification you know there's uh, areas going down collapse of the economy you know there was a crash some years ago so just by virtue of uh, all those realities our economy is fortunately a little bit stable at the moment but you know it's got a tendency of uh, misbehaving occasionally so you know these are all the risks which you cannot avoid and so to get into investment i think we all need to develop an appetite for some degree of of risk because uh you know no guts no glory brother no risk no reward is as the saying goes so to enjoy some rewards 
you know, you have to make your, your money work for you. Uh, how have you been able to navigate some of those costs? And maybe we can even just touch on the idea that one needs to always remember that there's so much costs that are involved in, in property investing. Cool. I will quickly put out a disclaimer that uh, I'm, I'm no financial expert, nor am I a banker, nor am I an estate agent. So uh, everything I share is only from my own experiences. The expenses um, which I've sort of incurred was from the initial capital expense. Uh, you know, once you put down a deposit, there's, of course, the registration fees, uh, depending on the value of the property. There's also transfer fees, especially if it was owned by somebody before. Otherwise, there aren't transfer fees if you're buying a new development. But if you're buying an existing one, then it'll have to be transferred into your name. Then once uh, you have this property, you then... Uh, have all the maintenance expenses that come with it. Ah, this is, of course, I imagine that we obviously know about, uh, you know, the sort of water and lights expenses. Those are all a part of the property. Uh, you can often build them into your rental, but sometimes depending on um, if it's in an estate or if it's a standalone, um, then of course there's all the levies expenses, which are all monthly. But the smart thing to do is to, you know, put in a significant deposit to the point where your rental is not only going to cover your maintenance costs and uh, your uh, all these other expenses that I mentioned but it's also going to give you a modest return as well and you know the reason I say modest brother is because this is now where I've made my mistake I, I love that you're going here because I wanted to go to the pitfalls and to the mistakes so now that we're there might as well go forward with it look I thought it's a perfect segue because I know you want to get that as well so for a long time the strategy that I was uh, applying was once I've gotten this property, it's registered in my name, I've gotten my tenants in there, I would take all my cash from gigs, from work, from any other hustle, my sort of royalties money, from my book, from my music, whatever, and throw it all into this property with the aims of paying it off as quick as I could because uh, I wanted to get the title deeds into my safe as quick as I can, right? And I really thought this was a smart way of doing it until I realized that it is slowing down my process. It often leaves me without any cash flow because I've thrown it all into this property. So when another opportunity comes to get another property, I'm not able to maneuver because I've used up all my cash flow paying off the one property. That leaves everybody else with access to this property before I can. So the portfolio therefore grows slower. So I have since learned that it is better to make a marginal profit from a large portfolio than to make a massive property from a modest portfolio. So if we were to make it mathematical, right? Let's say you're making a thousand rand profit. It is better to make a thousand rand profit from 10 properties. So giving you a thousand rand each than to have one property that gives you only 10,000 rand. So the maths remains, you still get the same amount of money per month in terms of profit, but your portfolio is growing so much slower. So I've got one property that's only growing, you know, as quick as one property can grow versus 10 properties that are going as quick as they can. So 10 unpaid properties that are still giving me the same yield but my portfolio is bigger. Yeah, and it still gives you space to maneuver and if another property comes around, at least there's still a little bit of some cash flow and so forth. Because you've got cash flow at all times and cash flow in this property game is king, my man. Any other mistakes that you look back at and you're like, Ish, mara, yeah, I messed up. Uh, so for me, that's honestly my, my, my biggest one. Whenever I consult with, uh, with guys who've been in the property game a lot longer. Um, in fact, I was, uh, I was with the guy 
from uh, Riches and Beyond, right? And we were doing an uh, an interview. But while we were waiting to get on set, I was I was showing off what I believe is an impressive portfolio for somebody who started <laughs> a few years ago, right? And let me tell you, man, he was tearing down, meaning well, of course, was tearing down my entire thinking and saying to me, this property for this amount of money that you bought, it shows that you are somebody who buys from a personal point of view. So I over-personalize property. I always think to myself, could I and would I live here? And I use that as a litmus test for buying a property. And you should not do that at large. You should separate yourself and think about who is this property for? Is it for retirees? Is it for students? Is it for young professionals? Is it going to be a commune? Is it going to be a shared accommodation? You know, even if that's not how, how you operate in your sort of personal thinking, but put yourself in the shoes of those people. Is this area something where or somewhere where they could live? I often avoid places where there are lots of students because for a long time I've had the belief that you know students will damage your property or you'll throw parties in there they'll have hookah pipes and oh, you name it up in your property. <laughs> but because of that kind of thinking brother I have lost out on a massive market and when I see the kind of profit that people are yielding with the same capitals injection that I have put in but because they now develop this property, it yields so much more and the returns are so much greater. So, you know, one should honestly stay open at all times and be willing to learn at all times. Oh man, I absolutely love that. You know, earlier on, you, you spoke about the importance of collaborating. And in the last couple of years, we've seen a whole lot of property stock fails coming about. Some good stories, some horrible stories. Um, what are your thoughts on, on property stock fails? Have you been a part of one? I haven't been a part of a property stock fail at all, but I genuinely I get and I subscribe to what it aims to achieve. If we can collaborate, we can achieve so much more in a shorter space of time. We can pull in our resources. Everybody knows somebody that you don't. Everyone has access to something that you don't. So if we can pool our resources, resources we can honestly achieve a lot i think how you can maybe avoid sort of situations where things fall apart is by always putting everything on paper always having a contract always having a lawyer present to sort of make everything legal and above board and i think you protect yourself that way and always with everything have an exit strategy so if your exit strategy is in place come what may you always have a plan of getting out because it's difficult to sometimes get out of property it's not something that you can just sell exasa and, it, and and it's gone so that makes um quite a lot of sense you've said so much that is so important for a first-time investor things for them to think about what's that one thing you want them to pick up from these two episodes the one thing that if tepo tomorrow is deciding i'm getting into this game what's the one thing you always want me to have at the back of my mind empower yourself first and and and, and that means to you study this information it's online Get a mentor, you know, attend some kind of short course or do a short course or do an entire diploma if you have to. But with knowledge, brother, you make so much better decisions. You are more informed. You are better positioned. You know, the chances of making mistakes are reduced. Look, mistakes are inevitable. You make them anyway. But instead of making monumental, life damaging, you know, and crippling mistakes, you make smaller mistakes because you are better informed. So the departure point, the first thing you do, 
get information, empower yourself. That's the first thing you must always do. Read, study. Where do you do some of your research? What have you been doing to, to upskill yourself in terms of property? Well, remember, mine is twofold. I actually did a course uh, with, uh, with UCT. I did a property development and investment course. Then I further did an investment course after that. And then I also did a tax course. And this were all uh, to be in aligned with the vision. And now I'm keeping circles like uh, Sylvia Milosevic and the guys at the Riches and Beyond. And, uh, you know, well, we haven't formalized that they are my mentors, but they're certainly mentoring me in that I'm learning from them. And also doing platforms like the property show, uh, the property game, I beg yours, is uh, exposing me to uh, hearing and learning from other property investors, learning from their mistakes and hearing about their successes. And I think that exposure is where I'm sort of sourcing my information right now. For those that have never um, seen the show, what are they missing out on? I, I love the show, but I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't seen it as yet. So the structure of the show is this. We have a resident investment expert and uh, head mentor, Sylvia Milosevic. She drops knowledge and gems, not only about investment strategies, but around the thinking before getting into property. So, you know, uh, you were talking about risk earlier on. So your appetite for risk, the kind of thinking and mindset you need to be in when you get into the property game. Then every single week, we feature a different property investor. And what sets them apart is that they generally use different investment strategies and sometimes a combination of different investment strategies. And so the end goal of the show is for us to explore what the different investment strategies are because we want the viewer to then not only get into the property game, but have a plethora of options and know how they can penetrate the property game. Definitely a show not to be missed. Uh, maybe in the next couple of years when I've got my property game unlocked, I might just find myself on the show. Who knows? I can only wish and hope. I want to talk a little bit about the future, uh, Proverb. Can we expect a new book? For me, because I'm a lover of your music, can I expect an album? And in terms of property, what else are you looking at? Are you perhaps looking at buying property abroad? Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the future. Cool. So right now, brother, because I'm a, a full-time student with uh, Regenesis Business School, uh, studies of utmost importance to me. I'm currently doing my uh, BBA. Um, my long-term goal is to try and do an MBA. So education is my uh, primary focus right now. I'm still uh, enjoying a very fruitful career in, uh, in entertainment, but I wish to sort of expand the corporate leg of it a little bit more. So definitely putting myself up for more positions that are more in the corporate space more ownership kind of space more management and leadership type positions then in terms of literature uh, i'm promoting my uh, my memoir currently which is the book of proverb i uh, probably you know shouldn't tell you but uh, you seem like a good guy i have definitely explored concepts around uh, a potential second book and if there is to be one i'm looking at uh, perhaps you know the uh, first second quarter of next year potentially uh, different concept altogether won't be so much uh, a memoir but uh, a whole new concept altogether uh, music wise brother you know um it's it's not likely i really feel like at the moment uh, i'm able to achieve a greater impact doing everything else than I did with music. I think music was uh, limiting me in terms of 
you know what i could do who i could reach because it was always about uh you know spreading a message as we actually do this podcast right now you and i i'm actually from uh from santon right now where i was part of uh, the Imbumba Foundation and I was delivering a motivational talk to corporates about uh, supporting the Keep a Girl Child in School campaign and those kind of initiatives for me are what has replaced my passion for music because I'm able to still reach masses, still spread positivity and still do actual groundwork. you know where I visit schools, I speak to youngsters on a daily basis uh, or at least a regular basis uh, doing motivational talks, platforms like this podcast podcast for instance and thank you again for inviting me to be on where i can sort of spread some kind of knowledge and share the very little that i know is for me what i was trying to do through my music and i'm now able to do using other platforms so it's not likely that there'll be uh, another album but it's definitely uh, a continuous information sharing a goal and drive that i'm on right now just living a life of purpose you know the beautiful thing is that you know you you have a talent and you have a goal and you have a specific medium of delivering it and then god switches things up and says you can do the same thing but just different mediums and you've been able to achieve that um you know even just through, through being on tv you know one way for me that you've done it is you've you've shown me that you should never be afraid to start again and 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 never be be afraid that ah oh, maybe my age or ah oh, maybe i don't know enough or ah oh, maybe i don't have enough money but if there is a love and a hunger and you want to never 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 stop or feel afraid to have to start again has it been as easy as i've been saying it um for you to have to start again to be a student to have to get to grips with business i think easy is not necessarily the right word i think the better word is exciting I find it exciting when I don't know and there's an opportunity to find out. I find it exciting going into a situation uh having, you know, zero armor coming in, but you know by the time you leave you're well armed, brother, you're better positioned, you are empowered. Uh I love going into any situation and instead of any kind of anxiety, you know, I interpret it as an exciting thing. Somebody asked me the other day, "Do you get are nervous and they were referring specifically to the TV show and i said uh, no i get excited because it's unknown you don't know what's going to happen it's live for instance anything can happen what if the stage collapses how are you going to adjust maneuver you know so all of those things man i find exciting you know when i log on to my classes um and you know the lecturer and the professor drops something that i don't know i find that excited my mind is blown so absolutely not man i am not um, discouraged nor intimidated by the unknown nor do i have a fear for it at all the fear for uh, restarting no for me it's an exciting vantage point because you come in with a nice clean slate which you can then fill with information and leave a better person empowered there's nothing else that i can even add to that and it's so amazing how this conversation has moved from property investing and principles to just about life you know and how and how do you how do you build yourself up so that one day you can have a beautiful future for yourself um you know prophet how do we keep in touch with you uh, you all over the place you know so how do we keep in touch with you uh dj at large i think i'm relatively uh, accessible you of all people should know this you are able to access me i'm on all the uh, digital platforms the handle is at proverb music across uh, all of them i'm on uh, instagram i check it regularly i have uh, 
a link tree that's on my well on my social media platforms that leads to my website my linkedin my social media platforms it also gives you access to uh, getting my book and these are all the ways and shapes that we can connect otherwise i've got my uh, business line on there as well as my business email address so for all sort of the inquiries and bookings all that information is freely available as well proverb thank you so much for chilling out with us on the easy does it podcast for being so honest and open and sharing your lessons you know the successes the mistakes um tips that 20 year olds who listen to the podcast can take and sort of be like hey maybe i also shouldn't be you know doing the mistakes that 20 year old proverb did and i should do better things thank you so much for giving us your time on the easy desert podcast at large the pleasure is actually mine man so thank you so much for hosting me on this incredible platform please uh, keep up the good work keep empowering others i sincerely believe that success should be measured by how many we bring with you so the the more we know the more we find out the more we share it we empower ourselves in return we empower an entire generation that follows us so keep up the good work my brother thank you again for the opportunity and i wish you nothing but success and the best oh loved it loved it loved it loved it proverb thank you so much easy does it that's how we do a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcast let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equity.